Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. chairs or tables before. Welcome. Slick, slick. Hello. We never want to be the first one to sit down, so let's see what yeah. happens. Uh, Welcome to the show. Well, we've got new muffs. I did it. I did it. I'm back up. Um, <laughs> maybe in the second show, who knows. Pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> oh my gosh, let's give a cheer for British Springtime. <laughs> or as I like to call it, white guys with no fucking shirts. <laughs> it's too soon, guys. It's way too soon. Oh, thank you for coming and joining us in this windowless room. So uh, thank you very much, <laughs> indeed. Uh, give me a cheer if you like drinking. <laughs> give me a cheer if you like women. <laughs> give me a cheer if you like crime. <laughs> You've come to the right fucking place. Because actually, I noticed that if you Google this place and you go on, like, Apple Maps, it takes you to Stringfellows instead. So, I mean... But if anyone in the wrong place, stick around for a bit, see what you think. And um, so... um, I always wanted to open a place called String Cheese Fellows. (laughs) For people who appreciate string cheese. Anyway, hi, I'm Taylor. Nice to meet you. If you don't don't already know us, this is uh, Detective Asshole, Taylor Glenn. Hi. I'm starting to veer into um, Detective Valium, though. Valium, yes. As your career progresses. As my career progresses, I moonlight as a nun. (laughs) Anyway. And this is Detective Sasshole. 
Hey, well, expect some sass tonight. If you're not, yeah, if you, if you don't know the podcast, this bitch is sassy. <laughs> so, um, watch out. But what we're going to do is we're going to start <laughs> with... We're going to start with what we do every uh, every podcast is we say this is an alcohol thing meets a crime thing. So this is where Jacob's Creek meets Jonathan Creek. Oh! Yes. Thank, thank you, yes. Oh. It's where a Merlot meets a... Poirot. Yes, thank you for going with me. That yeah. works, that works. And it's oh. where a special brew meets Nancy Drew. Yay! I said that to Taylor because she's American and I'm like, she's the only person who will know who that is. But <laughs> everyone knew. It's a true crime podcast with a twist. Oh, Wow, wow. Well, without any further ado, let us get our guest on for you this evening. So please, put your hands together for writer and actor Abigail Vander! Yay! Abigail! Yes! Oh, yes! Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome! Thank you. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, guys. She's got a Jack Daniels and Coke and a Prosecco. I know, I'm trying to... Abigail, how are you? I'm alright today. I think I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> Looking forward to sharing my true crime stories with you. Yes. Okay. Yes, well, I mean, let's kick off. The question we always ask on this podcast is, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I have been the victim of so many crimes. <laughs> I'm going to do the story of the theft of a box of chocolates. Oh. Yeah. Are you guys okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a story that was taking you all the way back in the mists of time Ooh. to when I was eight years old and I was at boarding school. Okay. And so this um, was the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good podcast face we call yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta come to the live shows. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the the box of chocolates was stolen from um, where it was kept in the study of the housemistress who ran my boarding house. Okay. okay. So theoretically, this box of chocolates belonged to all of us. All of us. Ah. It was communal property. But it was kept in the housemistress's study. <gasps> I'm trying, just okay. thinking, like, all okay. I know about, like, private school is yeah. if this was a b- boys' school, they would have jizzed all over those chocolates. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that was the point. The point of this box of chocolates was to demonstrate that she held it in full view of the, all of the children oh who went past, my. was to demonstrate that we were whipped. See, And yeah. we would never steal them because oh we were my. under her no, control. No, you know, see, I'm getting yeah. flashes of Animal Farm. Yeah. I'm, getting flashes of, <laughs> I'm getting flashes of Miss Trunchbull. This, yeah, is, this story like, has everything. Okay, like, <laughs> it is Miss Trunchbull. She was yeah. Miss Trunchbull. Yeah. She was like, she was the most evil woman. Like, obviously, my memory of her is kind of through the prism of the darkness of being sent away to boarding school when you're eight years old. That's a lie. All I'm hearing is that there are chocolates there. So, so far, so good. (laughs) Yeah, but she, I mean, she was evil. Like, she, in my memory, like, grass turned black when she walked past. (laughs) Like, birds dropped out of the sky. (laughs) Yeah. She was finally fired for 
making the children, the seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds, <gasps> walk in the snow barefoot. No! Yeah, this was like, it was like, do the boys haul. It was dark, it was a dark place, okay? Yeah. So the, cho- the function of the chocolates was to make sure that we were right. under control. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> There's a okay. lot of crimes happening here. I'm yeah. stuck, but yeah. wow, barefoot in the snow. I know. The sad part is that took the one parent who gave a shit that year. Like, that had probably <laughs> been happening for decades, but there yeah. was one family like, Sure, Timmy's benefiting from this. It it wasn't a parent, it was another member of staff who finally talked to her in. And they were like, Do you know what? I feel like it's gone too far. Oh my god, I love it. Anyway, so so this the the box of chocolates was stolen. So Mm. obviously this was like a major ruckus Mm -hmm. because it proved that somebody was, you know, was not whipped. Yeah, somebody was not whipped. And so they're like, oh, this is terrible, it's terrible, terrible. This box of chocolates has been stolen. Bruce Bogtrotter. This is like full on. Yes. With, with the cake. Who's, who's Bruce? In Matilda, he in eats Matilda. a slice of cake. Oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah. Sorry. There we There's go. a lovely running theme, yeah. Great. So, <laughs> I believe them. So, they, they found some of these chocolates almost immediately oh. in the pockets oh. of my friend Philippa. Oh, no. Oh, Philippa, you dirty yeah. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> No good for Philippa. Yeah, but the... the They've been planted. The pl- yeah. immediately. It, was pl- it was a plant. It was a plant. Oh, my because God. Who it would put co- them right in their pocket? Exactly. Who would leave chocolates in yeah. their pocket? Plus, it was in, like, an open cloakroom. It was an open cloakroom area. Come so on. they decided, let's punish Philippa. We're going to punish <gasps> Philippa by making her spend all of her money on a box of chocolates. Ugh. To replace it. Wow. And then we're going to give those chocolates to all of the other children, and they have to eat them to prove that they support this fascist regime. Oh my God. Whoa. They're going to have to eat them. The kid with the so, peanut allergy is yeah. just like, fuck. Okay. So messed up. Yeah, to do that commitment to the status quo to prove it, you have to wow. eat the chocolate. This is chocolate. really fucked up. Okay, yeah. so this is the point in the story where I come in. <laughs> I'm the hero, <laughs> and uh, and I so I was like, we're gonna, we don't have to eat the chocolates, guys. When they hand <gasps> oh. them out, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a revolution. Yes. All right, yes. Che Guevara, yes. you go. If, if they were rebels, it would yeah. be a revolution. Would <laughs> be even better. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right to clap. You're right to clap. Yeah. Oh, we have that kind of audience in tonight. Okay, it's good. Good yeah. to know. And I'd like to. We are clearly dealing with some trauma here yeah, as well. And I'm just like, what a chocolate bar that could be puns. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> so, so you were leading the, the yeah, resistance. Yeah, so I was leading the resistance. And I, the way we were going to do the resistance was that we were all going to say the following phrase. <gasps> oh, my God. Um, I'm sorry. I had a rather large lunch. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's your I'm Spartacus. That, is, that's, <laughs> that was our I'm Spartacus. No, <laughs> I had a rather large lunch. Oh, I had a rather large lunch. <laughs> Again, come to the live show. That was very yeah. good. And we all stood up. For the and listeners, there was some standing. It was good. <laughs> it was good. I didn't participate. <laughs> Do you think there was just some bloke sat down going, like, I'm not Spartacus, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be fucked. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> 
So we, and wow. it, it happened, and we, the Spartacus moment happened, and it was honestly wow. the and most. And they did it, everybody it was, did no, it. No, they did it, they did it. They all did it. Everyone went around the. Everyone, awesome. I had a rather, oh, I had a rather large carriage. And I saw this evil witch, this fucking witch, oh. just yeah. whipped her. And I saw her get angrier and angrier. Oh. She realized, she was like, they're rebelling. Yeah. They're rebelling. She went, puce, and she stormed out of the room, and then she came back and she went, right. No James Bond film at the end of term. <laughs> and then we yeah, we were allowed to see one film a term, and oh it was a James Bond God. film. Inappropriate, you might suspect. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Girls. Yes. Yeah. No James Bond film at the end of term. Oh. No. And so everyone immediately went, oh, I have a chocolate, oh, I have a chocolate, oh, I had oh, quite a small no. lunch actually. Oh, no, oh, they oh. sold their souls for octopuses. Yes. <laughs> is my story about how I learned that people are bastards. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. That's an, what a tale. That is an yeah. amazing story. And the, the yes. only people who didn't eat the chocolate were me, obviously the hero of the story. Yes. And Philippa, who was allergic to chocolate. Oh my oh. God. It's like, there's that, like, there's so much to unpack here. Okay, sorry. We, it's we're a long never, story. We're they never, planted but it. But like, why we're weren't the, the school trying to get to the bottom of who framed Philippa? Because that's some bullying shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, that's what the, I mean, Probably the witch. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, she was testing she everyone. She was just testing everyone just to make sure we yeah. down. We never rebelled again. Oh man. But it is. Look, chocolates and James Bond films, bread and circuses, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and that it is what is. you need to stop the proletariat rebelling. Fucking bread and circuses. Yeah. She read her juvenile. There you go. <laughs> Oh, reference man. to a very intellectual thing there. I just, I still also can't believe that that's like, that was the least sad story. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, that's still a really hot, like, a brilliantly horrible story. Sorry. That's a, a great that crime. Too dark? No, too no. Dark. It has everything. The whole time I've been desperately wanting to open another bottle of Prosecco, oh, but mate, you can't I'm be sorry. like, and then you... she abused some more children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, the whole time I've been trying to think of chocolate James Bond ponds, and I've got pun, ponds, <laughs> puns, and I've got nothing. <laughs> I was like, oh, like... Choctopussy. Choctopussy, oh. yes! Okay. Okay, for the, for the podcast, though, let's pretend that didn't happen and I'll say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have it, you have it. Um, wow. Die. Go. Live and let die. Live and let Live die, and okay. Die. Okay. Oh, I like it. Oh, That's podcast? my favourite sweet. What's your name? Uh, I'm Rosie. Hi, Rosie. <laughs> For the listeners, oh, <laughs> no. the list, Katie has <laughs> basically exploded in my crotch. <laughs> it looks like I wet myself. It feels like I wet myself. This is the opening scene in Chocopussy. <laughs> I'm gonna be squelchy for some time. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have gotten it straighter on your vulva. Damn. That was just. There, there is no sanitary pad for that. That's... There is. I mean, it was foaming uh, right right around the seam of her jeans. It was amazing. I was recently uh, put up for a a tenor lady advert. Oh, wow. Okay. And my agent phoned me up and she was like, oh, would you like to... I know most people won't do them, but (laughs) you'll probably do it right. (laughs) 
you'll probably do the tenally. When does it come out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Didn't get it. Oh, that's oh. even worse, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I remember my, my um, boyfriend's an actor, and he went for a role in Holby City of man with a uh, tap up his ass. And, and he went into the, he went into the uh, audition, and they were like, "We're so sorry about this." And he was like, "I think it's hilarious." They gave him the part, and he got a mixer tap pulled out of his anus on primetime television by a Redgrave. So yeah, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Oh, Katie, your poor crutch. You are absolutely sodden. I mean, I'm wearing black, so yeah, and some darker black. <laughs> <laughs> They're like chaps, rocket. <laughs> um, we asked this question on the podcast yeah. as well and we asked mm. what would you say to that person now so the woman the, the mistress the house mistress oh, she, are, the one, she was the real one who committed the crime yeah I feel like she is the I one I mean that I think if I said to. what I'd say to her that mm. would be literally like the therapy scene where someone's going what, what are you going to say to your mother I can't really express any of that but I'd say to whoever stole the chocolates I'd be like Go for it! Yes! Yes! You did the right thing! Sometimes okay. a crime is the right thing to do. Yeah. Sometimes you should commit a crime because the laws are wrong. Yeah! Ooh, the laws are it. wrong! Do you know what? That yeah. brings us actually quite nicely into our true crime okay. of the day. So, are you ready for some true crime? <laughs> oh, yes! Today, we are discussing a chap called George Remus. And George was a high achiever. I don't want you to hate him already, but um, he was... Nerd alert. (laughs) He was born in Germany in 1878, and -hmm. his family moved to Chicago when he was four. He started working in his uncle's pharmacy when he was 14, graduated from the Chicago College of Pharmacy aged 19. I was literally just getting fingered behind a bus stop at this age. (laughs) Actually behind a pharmacy, genuinely, boots went there. Anyway, um, and bought the pharmacy from his uncle, aged 21. Oh. George, what is going on? He was a competitive swimmer, and he, he set the endurance swimming record in Lake Michigan, remaining in the water for five hours and 40 minutes in winter weather. Oh, boy. Wow. So my first question to you is, what the fuck has he done by the time he's 24? Well, hopefully filled the black hole that he's trying to fill with all this... <laughs> With all this overachieving. <laughs> Absolutely spot on. Um, have we any advance on Blackheart? Up there. <laughs> no. Okay, it's Blackheart. Do you know what? He, he didn't do that. He didn't go and get therapy like he should have done. He got bored of the pharmacy business and retrained as a lawyer. Okay. Oh, we're not sure. We're not sure. I get very wary of second career lawyers. (laughs) There's just something about that. (laughs) Now it's time for law school. It just feels... (laughs) Now it's time to truly... Now I can get vengeance. (laughs) Well, he represented some really high-profile cases, mostly murderers, Mm -hmm. um, and he pioneered the temporary insanity defence. Ooh. Which oh. I needed when I bought some clots from Etsy. What? That is it. <laughs> it's a great defence. Yeah. Oh, just for a minute. Oh, that's I'm fine. <laughs> I'm mad for a bit, but now I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Just some temporary oh, madness. Why? <laughs> uh, will we get into that, perhaps? <laughs> um, no, I mean, that but was why just... Why was he the one that... Um... I don't know. I think he was like, I'm not getting enough murderers off, and I need to sort of just decide, oh, they just went bonkers for I a mean, bit. It's a great idea, though. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, what about just being temporary evil? <laughs> <laughs> temporary, yeah. I was evil. Now I'm back to normal. Yeah, it's That's... still caused by trauma and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> but things, things, he moves on from temporary insanity. In oh. the 1920s, prohibition is happening. Um, and George moved on from murderers and started to represent bootleggers. Uh, ah. And he does something you may not expect a lawyer to do. What did he do? All right. So Did he hang out with Al Capone all the time? Okay. He's just, I'm, I'm with Al. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm with Al. Get Al. Friends in high places. Well, it's something you wouldn't expect a lawyer to do. Yeah. So, 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 so you would expect a lawyer to do the opposite. <laughs> <So> I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying, Katie really I'm likes just, to be right on the podcast. I was, I was trying tell to zero the in. truth a lot. Did my oh, oh, <laughs> political comedy? <laughs> that is the correct reaction to any political. Go- <laughs> if any of us do anything vaguely political, I like, he, oh, I'll give you permission became, as an audience. I think he became a bootlegger, didn't he? Did yes, he did. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, yes. Well, escalated the bootlegging to opium, like in Peaky Blinders. Oh. <laughs> Is, I mean, because, yeah, basically, he saw just how much money these bootleggers yeah, were making. And he's why like, defend when so you can third get career. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's going to be a stand-up in about ten years' time. <laughs> um, yeah, he moves on. So um, he just thought, I want a bit of that. So how come do you think this guy, this guy specifically, became such a good bootlegger, if you say good bootlegger? He was a great murderer. Um, because... He was considered one of the best bootleggers in the whole of Chicago. Oh. But what is it about this guy that makes him good? <laughs> Did he <Whoa>. swim <laughs> with all the <laughs> barrels of whiskey? He's amazing at uh, brewing the German lager because of his German background. <laughs> He's got the heritage. <laughs> yeah. Heritage, is that right? <laughs> Yes, they, they do learn that age three in Germany. Yes, so that's... <laughs> they do, they do. He, well, he's hmm. very... He comes to win, so he's going to be very methodical mm-hmm. about this. He's going to know where the exits are. He's going to know the lay of the land. He's going to be like the chicken man in uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> but with, the but, chicken man! You know, the guy that runs the chicken restaurant, but secretly... <laughs> I know he has another name, but I can't remember it right now. I wish it had just been the chicken man. (laughs) Oh, my God, he blew half the chicken man's face off. (laughs) I'm the one who clucks. I mean, it doesn't work. It wasn't him that said it, but... You can see the chicken man's skull. Oh, my God. Katie, I'm going to give it to you because Ooh. basically what it was is because he's a lawyer and stuff, loopholes. He yeah, found he a loophole. Right, where right, the right. loopholes are. Right. Yes. But also swimming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he swam, right? <laughs> so the National Prohibition Act, known as the Volstead Act, basically set out what you could and couldn't do during prohibition. And George read the thing front to back. And in Title II, Section 6... I think you all know you've asked that. Yeah. You tell me what it said. Um, <laughs> it said, no one shall manufacture, sell, purchase, transport, or prescribe any liquor except... Medical liquor. Medical liquor? Ooh. Is that what you call a bottle of wine at your house? That's what I say, <laughs> I say to my husband. I'm just having some medical liquor. <laughs> <laughs> it's medicinal. It's medicinal. <laughs> except... Um, 
Except. Except. In but children, Chicago, children are allowed to have. Children. Oh, that'd be great if all the children just off their faces for the whole of the 1920s. Except at Christmas. <laughs> except at Christmas. <laughs> what, what is well, I was wondering, was it like a religious thing? Were you allowed to use it in religious ceremony? Ooh. Hmm. <gasps> the communion wine. Oh, oh. Also, um, on like reservations. Thinking. Oh, okay. you're allowed to gamble and stuff. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I preferred my racist German ideas. <laughs> Actually, you, you got it right straight away, but I wanted you all to dig that hole, so thank you. Um, it said, except that a, a person may, without a permit, purchase or use liquor for medicinal purposes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Medical liquor. And of course. Medical liquor! <laughs> well, yeah. George was a trained pharmacist, so uh-huh. this helped. He knew loads of doctors, knew they'd have to get their liquor from somewhere, so he buys a few drug companies, just oh, as you do. Man. Just he buys the drug companies. Um, and doesn't do much more than provide the alcohol, um, because they were legally allowed to provide booze. Um, so, what do you think <laughs> booze is? <laughs> Oh, what? So I'm just picturing my pharmacist doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a really nice guy, but you wouldn't really expect him to like run a massive drug company. <laughs> it's kind of a self-effacing guy. Just, like, like, just the optics behind <laughs> yeah, going to sorry, like, a double. Yeah, yeah I'm just picturing a bar. Like, you walk in. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Like, Torrance. There's something yeah. quite weak about the word pharmacist, isn't there? Like, pharmac- pharmacists sound like a good person. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like someone is a law-abiding this, person, you don't think. And now it's like a euphemism for speakeasy but this is also kind of what they did with cannabis to start with isn't it when they were legalizing it in america it's like yeah i've, I've got anxiety can i have two bottles of gin please like, <laughs> yeah yeah so what, what else do you think so we think anxiety perhaps it was used to be prescribed for oh you've asked uh, what were the what yeah were the what, what were you prescribing booze for i reckon it was anything to do with being female <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, period cramp. Yeah, like yeah. your womb was somehow driving you crazy, so yeah. you were allowed to have gin. Hysteria. Well, this Hysteria. is actually what I wondered. Was there a yeah. bias towards men in this? So impotence. Oh. <laughs> Nothing helps impotence oh. like booze. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Like, I wonder if it was yeah. favoring ah, men what? over women. I don't know. Well, during the 1920s, 11 million prescriptions were written. <laughs> Every year, every 11 year, million. 11 million for booze. Uh, and one alcohol that advertised itself as medicinal claimed to aid digestion. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit like, I want my dinner to go down, doctor. Yeah. Help. Aid digest, like, I, okay, I mean, you'll get the shit. It's you will. <laughs> I've got indigestion. I mean, it does aid digestion. I mean, it, I certainly it, have the beer plops. It, yeah. I'm, gu- I'm guessing it was strengthening medicine. I reckon there's like, people who are trying to build muscle and they drank to build muscle. Ooh, yeah. Dosing, dosing. Yeah, like, yeah, is yeah. this like, part of why there's these vintage, like Guinness is good for you and all oh, these yeah, vintage yeah. things? I mean, that probably wasn't... Oh, yeah, protein, like no. the whole... Oh, iron. 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 <laughs> protein. <laughs> oh, I it's love a chicken not, beer. What, what, <laughs> what are the things they have at the gym? The chicken man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> try the chicken man protein drink. <laughs> I actually would try it once. <laughs> you're meant to drink Guinness, though, aren't you? When you're breastfeeding. Yeah. That's what I was told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's legit. I don't want to hear anything against that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it says it heals intermittent fever. Okay. 
<laughs> and my very favourite is it eliminates thirst. <laughs> wow. <laughs> genuine selling point. <laughs> wow. Okay. I know. Except in the middle of the night where it makes you very thirsty indeed. Yeah, I was going to say, it so doesn't. But I mean, it makes you forget that you were thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thirsty for like affection. <laughs> the point is, um, thirsty. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Hey, have you ever wondered how you could support us just that little bit more in exchange for some nice, tasty benefits? Not those kinds of benefits, but they're pretty good. Check us out on Patreon.com forward slash Drunk Women Solving Crime. And one of the things you'll get is a shout out from yours truly. It's always melodic and delightful like this one. All right. These are our patrons. We got Emma Rydell. We got Marin, Athea Rahman, Sarah Onye, Juliet Hutchins. These are our patrons. These are our patrons. Patrons. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. So, of course, you know, for George, just legally providing um, pharmacists and doctors with booze, that's not going to make him a millionaire. And this guy wants the big money. So, what he does, he needs to start selling this shit illegally. Um, so, how does he do it? It's quite, yes, he, he does, some, yes, it does sound illegal. And that's what makes him be able to start properly bootlegging. Because at the moment, he's just legit. He qualifies as a doctor. Qualifies as a doctor? Ooh. Okay. Oh, yeah, like, says he's a so doctor. So he can sell it medical liquor. Yeah, he can't sell the middleman by saying he's a doctor. I, it's love, a bit like do- I love third career doctors. <laughs> I mean, that is... I mean, that's The guy who career. really wasn't sure. <laughs> that was my friend, Katie. Didn't you go to a doctor? And then he said, like, you, he was like, what's oh, your job? I saw a doctor once, guys. And um, <laughs> this is like, my mum goes, tell them. Tell them. <laughs> do the dance, Katie. Don't They'll love shy. it. Do your little dance. Tell them your story. They want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> are, I saw it. It was a lady doctor. Do you and, mean gynecologist or just a female doctor? Oh, God, I can't even remember what I was in for. But... <laughs> 
basically, I, she went through the form and was like, my job was writer. And she went, oh my God, you're a writer. That's my dream. And I went, isn't your dream to be a doctor? <laughs> always tickle me. Um, okay, guys, do we know how he starts doing it illegally? Hey, wait, so we've got... Um, becomes a doctor. Becomes a doctor. I'm thinking like a kind of Dr. Dre, Dr. Fox kind he, of vibe. He, he, like. he gets elected as whatever official makes the laws and he changes the law so he can do it. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. Does he get a Canadian citizenship so he can work both sides? Ooh, Ooh. that's a twist as well. I want to say... He, um, <laughs> wait, I had it. <laughs> this is how the real police force works, by the way. <laughs> and also the real police are covered in Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> really distracted by You're their squelchy wet bums. <laughs> um, it must be so cold. Oh. It's got cold. It, this bit's warm oh. anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picturing the police. You know that I have the big boards with the... You know, everything's connected with the string. Yeah. Like, oh, we're all going to look at how this picture connects with this. And they're going, oh, oh I got it. <laughs> I got it. It's, it's just like that. Um, um, it would, I was going to say, he, um, the, the temporary insanity thing, oh. he starts prescribing alcohol for temporary insanity, maybe. Oh. Do you know what? These are all good guesses, but they're absolutely wrong. <laughs> but does not Did mean they're not. Did you say legal or illegal? No, illegal. He He's doing this shit illegally. You know now. what? Sometimes I don't understand the question. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to win that way. <laughs> Basically, chicken man. He, would le- <laughs> he would legally deliver booze to his own drugs company, uh-huh. but then he would hijack his own shipments. Oh. Right? So he'd know oh. where they were going. This is exactly like the chicken man. <laughs> yeah. Chicken man oh, did yeah. that in Bad. That's it is. true, that happened. <clears throat> he hijacked his own ship. Yes, stop yeah. hijacking yourself. Stop hijacking yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he's, doing, he's still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, he'd sell that booze on the black market that was meant for his legitimate um, mm. thing. Wow. So, and also, as he worked for an, as an attorney for so long, because he'd been an attorney for, like I think, 20 20 years by the time this was happening. Uh, so he knew quite a few people at the top, and the, you know he knew the police, and at the height of his bootlegging empire, how many people do you think were on his payroll? A hundred. A hundred? Uh, dare I say sweet, innocent Katie Wilkins there? <laughs> it's a little how bit more than How many people on his payroll? Okay, 1,500. 1,500, beautiful, sweet, innocent Taylor Glenn. Bring it home, Abigail. Never been called that. I'm going for 14,000 people. Well, ridiculous, Abigail. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what, guys? I was being cruel. It was 3,000 people. Yeah. That is a lot lot of dental coverage. I would have managed (laughs) that. Wow. In three years, George made $40 million. In the 20s? I think that's the equivalent today, to be fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I sort of wanted to sex it out by not telling you. <laughs> I'm way less impressed. <laughs> mm, so okay. The, the, <laughs> the next question, I'm sure, on all your lips is, did George like to party? And you bloody bet he did. Oh. His most infamous party being his 1921 New Year's Eve party. 
Now, he'd been granted a divorce from his first wife and had just married the woman he was having an affair with. Oh, boy. What a fairy tale. Oh. So this was Augusta Holmes. Um, and at this lavish party, they bought every female guest. They gave every female guest something to take home. It wasn't COVID. Which is generally what syphilis. Yeah. <laughs> the it's 1920s the COVID. Yeah. Um, so what was it? What did they give? Gonna party like it's 1921. Uh, a what? Diamonds. They gave him. Diamonds. Yeah, he's gonna give them a diamond brooch. Oh, that's a good like, guess. You know, like yeah. at the BAFTAs. Something to take <laughs> home. You might not know. <laughs> 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 it's a diamond brooch at the BAFTAs. Did you say you're baffled? Diamante, anyway. <laughs> um, uh, iPod. An iPod. <laughs> but like, it's full of like George's yeah. favourite songs. Some luggage. <laughs> Did they each get a car? Ooh. Oh my God! Yes. <gasps> yeah. Yay! Again, this is what happens in the real police. Someone I gets mean, it right. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey didn't invent it. She just perfected it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. They got a, uh, a brand new Pontiac car. Wow. How many female guests were there? Maybe it was all dudes <laughs> and only two people got Wow. Yeah. We were both obviously just going, we would like to go to that party. We would be fine with whatever that's happening at that party. I would like to get, get a car. Pontiac. <laughs> Fine. Bootleg is fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Chicken head. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it'd suck if they ran out of cars, though. Yeah. 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 Going. Everyone else got a fucking car. You can have a slice of cake to take home. (laughs) Also, if you're that legend that stayed to the end of the party as well, you want to like not the people that leave first. Fuck those guys. It's me. It's me. Um, So yeah. So uh, yeah. So apparently. That's, oh my God. <laughs> that's so he would uh, he would give to charity and hand Ooh. out like a hundred dollar bills to children. I mean, it's a bit, that's a bit creepy, no, isn't it? You know, the the chicken mm. man gave free chicken to the police. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> basically. Um, he, George, I mean, all good things come to an end. His bootlegging racket gets busted. He's busted by one of the guys on his payroll because the guy kind of sort of had to do it. Just oh. imagine him going in like... Oh. Maybe, um, maybe it's because the guy gave a $100 bill to his child. Yeah. <laughs> if the guy gave a $100 bill to my child, I would dob him in. Yeah, I like, mean, this yeah. yeah. All right, creepy George. That yeah. looks really a fucking bad. Every girl? That's one thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That kind of pocket money for my kid too far. Yeah. <laughs> so he was accused of over 3,000 violations of the Volstead Act. And I'm going to read them now. No, I'm not. <laughs> 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 He's found guilty and sent to the Atlanta Federal Penitentiary for two years. Oh. Yeah, that okay. seems like I'd go to prison for two years for like $40 million, right? <laughs> Um, I'm not sure that's the moral, but um, so. But what I think this story gets interesting once he gets to jail. Oh. Because he meets a guy called Franklin Dodge. Now that is a solid name, isn't it? And he tells Franklin Dodge that his wife Augusta has control of all of his money whilst he's in prison. He's just like he gets close to this guy, and he's like, "Well, all my money's tied up with Augusta." Is Augusta the one he had the affair with? Yeah, yeah but he's now wife. married. Yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't be like asking his ex-wife. We just 
No, I thought that might be in the next one. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a bit of a swordsman, but no. It was, <laughs> it was her. Now, there is something dodgy, it turns out, about Franklin Dodge. Oh, what do you think it is? Oh, is he a, a, like a reporter or like a cop or something? Okay, reporter or cop. Oh, like he's undercover? Yeah. Because oh, then he can trace the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this guy's got off lightly, it sounds like. I wonder if he passes himself off as some sort of broker or, you know, I've got this great investment. You can make instruct Augusta to send all the money to Frank Dodge. Ah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think he just never pays for a round. <laughs> that is very dodgy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't trust that guy. Yeah. In the prison as well. Yeah. <laughs> he does, he never pays for the toilet wine. <laughs> he was an undercover prohibition agent. So, okay, yeah. you got it. Yeah. Good job. And he Wilkins. was there to gather yeah. that exact information about where the oh. fucking money went. Oh. Um, but, oh, bloody Uh-oh. Dodge, rather than reporting it, what does what does Dodge what does he, oh Dodge God, do? He, he tries to steal it. it. He steals it. He went in on it. <laughs> yeah. I think he bangs Francesca, and oh, takes Augusta, o- Augusta. Francesca, <laughs> like, Francesca's just his wife, and it's fine. It's, it's, like, it's really nice. <laughs> it was perfectly consensual, and then and, and runs off with her with the money. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Yes. We are such good detectives. Welcome to Um, the force. Yes, he quits his job, starts having an affair with Augusta. Wow! That's what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously, George, absolutely fuming, of course he is. And when he gets out of prison, what do you think Dodge and Augusta do? Because they know he's only in for two years. They can't just... What do they do? Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Well, they've got to do something with that money within two years. Okay. To get it out of his... She has to divorce him, or they have to put it in a long-term investment. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> they even ISA. <laughs> I think it's not the ISA. I think they just garrot the guy. Oh, Ooh. yeah, just kill him. Just kill, kill him. him. Don't bother with the ISA. <laughs> <laughs> Just murder yeah. Okay, so I love that. I thought, I, I know. Like, how, do I, how do I do this in a tax efficient way? Criminals don't want to kill people, they want to invest in ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just thought they'd have to disappear. I wasn't even thinking about oh. her. I figured she had, if she had control over it, she has control over it. Back off to Canada. She could just go, hey, what are you talking about? It was always my money. What I don't money? Know, yeah. I've never seen you before in my life. Oh. You, you're not him. She yes. takes a hit out on him. Is yeah. what she does, yeah. yeah. So you were right, you wow. were right. Yeah, she does. So they pay Augusta. a hit. I know. You saucy second wife. You. Yeah. <laughs> That's Show what you get to. if you marry the one you're having the affair with, you see. Yeah. Take out the hit. That never ends well. <laughs> well, I mean, and also she only paid... Judgmental. <laughs> we're just being <laughs> extremely judgmental. <laughs> they should remake the... You know the first wives club? We need a second wives club. Oh. Well, the second wives kill the first husband. No, anyway, sorry. <laughs> And then a third wives club with a third wives club, a second wives. And, then, yeah. <laughs> and the fourth wives are just really happy. Okay. And it's just really lovely. They're really zen compared to the other wives. <laughs> so they pay a hitman $15,000 uh, to take George out, but he doesn't follow through. Why? 
Because he gets paid off by George. Yeah. Gets paid off by George? I agree with that one. He gets paid off. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. George kills him first. Oh, well. He pulls it... out those sweet swimming moves. It's <laughs> always going to come back to yeah. George. Seduces him and makes him the third. That is a twist. Oh. That is a twist. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that he thought... The hitman thought he might be double-crossed. She's like, he's like, this is George Remus. This is your I man. I think like. I love you. So why are you trying to kill me? <laughs> yes, my wife sent you. So he um he tells George about the plot. He says, okay. look, they're trying to kill you, dude. Oh. Uh, or something similar. That's not. <laughs> yes. But, but in 1920s speak. Yeah. She's no, trying, trying to, to kill you. How would you do that in 1920s speak? Did he get paid up front? And then he did that. That's a good question, because that would be a great hitman, being like, give me 15 grand, and I'm going, I'm a bit scared of your husband, bye. <laughs> so, basically, he told George about the plot and said, so Augusta files for divorce, mm. something happens on the way to court on the day they're getting divorced. She what gets happens? killed. How? By a speeding car, a Pontiac. <laughs> <laughs> or a Dodge. A Dodge. <laughs> That was then. great. Franklin Dodge. Oh, you wasted it. Wasted <laughs> There's always the listeners. Okay. <laughs> they might enjoy That's it. That's what I tell myself every show. The <laughs> listeners, they like me in there. <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> I love that. Hello. We, real, we really nailed the podcast for this. Um, any Taylor has friends in the she, microphone. How does, she, how does she die? Is that the question? How she dies, because she does die. <laughs> okay. I think she kills herself. Ooh. She's with, stricken with remorse <gasps> for the terrible wife oh, she's been. I don't think she does kill herself. No, that's a bad idea. I guess George probably sends a hit on her. Well, George sends himself. Oh, <gasps> he kills her. Yeah, he has a driver chase down the car carrying Augusta because he knows that she's on the way to the wow. thing. Her daughter is in the car. <gasps> he forces her off the road in a park and jumps out and just shoots her. Whoa. Yeah, I mean... God, he seemed like a really nice guy up until now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> How are we supposed to tell if guys are okay? <laughs> uh, this guy is not okay. So George is back oh. in court for murder. What defence do you think he uses? Oh. Temporary insanity! Swimming! Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, I know. This is a great case. Thank you. <laughs> Why don't we learn this in school, I would have paid attention. <laughs> Seriously. So he pleads oh. temporary insanity. The defense yeah. uh, that he invented all those years ago, he said it was due to his distress at his wife's betrayal. The jury agree with that. Because <laughs> bitches be crazy. And yeah. like, you know. It's, it's very distressing when your wife steals $40 million and tries to kill you. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like just about be the end of my tether if that <laughs> happened to me. Um, so the jury agree and they acquit him, but, and I don't think he planned for this, he's uh, committed to an insane asylum. Oh, so wow. So it's kind of like that's. Wah, wah. <laughs> 
Swings and roundabouts. Isn't it? Yeah. How Careful long? what you pioneer, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long's he in there for? So he was freed after seven months. Oh. Which is, it's funny, like, I, I mean, I smell a sitcom, really. Like, <laughs> him just there for seven months. So he never went to jail for his wife's murder. Um, because oh my God. he seven used... months in an insane asylum instead. Yeah, essentially. He moved to Kentucky and died of a stroke in January, on January 20th, 1952, at the age of 73. Oh, my goodness. That's the end of George Remus's story. So here's, I guess, taboos being legal now. Cheers. Yes, thank you. Oh. Well, why isn't he on Mount Rushmore? <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> Please, Louise. Now comes the time in the podcast where we answer a listener crime. Now, we have one lined up for tonight. Uh, I'll see you there, Jenny. Are you coming up? Come on. Give Jenny a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Jenny, go ahead. So, this is my second story. I'm sorry, bear with me. I'm just saying, most of you bear with me. Um, so, I was minding my business as you do on Instagram. And do and I got a message from a guy who I thought was from the poetry I I go to, and um I I went there twice so far, not not more than that. He told me I can't was locked, right? Or hacked. I don't, I remember now it's been a long time. I needed um a link to his. He needed access to a link or something. So, oh, so he so he sent you a link. Yeah, you... so that was after. That was after. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you don't know him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's followed you on Instagram. He yeah. sent you a link. Yeah. I don't like where this is and going. He said yeah. yeah. I don't like where this is going at all. Basically, asked my number. Really hard not to click on a link, though, right? It's right there. He asked my number. Then he sent the link. So that's how. Uh, oh, no, no, very good well, question. Yeah, that's pertinent to the case. Between a stalker and a husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. And I tried to get into my account, and he locked me out. He blocked me. Oh. He blocked, he blocked he you? He blocked me on all my accounts. So I, two, I have three accounts. Wait, are you... I was account. You have three Instagram accounts. Because I have a private one, a reading one, and a my own fashion one. Okay. Uh, I have three accounts. Roxina! <laughs> <laughs> you have three accounts. No, I have my own. I count drunk women as one and my dog has one. <laughs> Rollo the Great, check him out. <laughs> and um so and this he blocked me and then I was I didn't use my disabled card yet, and he didn't say he didn't he didn't even like he didn't even like care. He was like, I'm gonna book you know, so go away. And then he was like, okay, so I said, okay. Um, so I was looking on YouTube on how to find the, how to um get my account back. So I so I went to this um, and I found a YouTuber who um, basically had his account hacked by the same person. He was from Nigeria. Right, okay. So he's blocked he's has he blocked you out of your account? Yes. He's got into your account because of the link that you pressed. Yes, yes because oh. they sometimes do that, don't they, on Facebook, yes. that you'll get a message from someone you went to school with who's now a bit racist yes. and you're like, I should have got rid of you anyway. <laughs> and then it'll say, Oh my god, is this picture you? And I'm like, Well it might be 
I might look amazing. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, and now you've sent a Ray-Bans advertisement yeah, to yeah. all my friends. Okay. Is this shocking video you? I'm like, probably. Let's watch that. Oh. oh, no. And then you get what? hacked. Yes. So you've been, you've been hacked. YouTube's for yeah. being the solution to everything, though. Like, yeah. And now I grew, I grew back, obviously, but, you know, um, so I wanted to ask this person why he's hacking so many accounts, but it, I've seen so many accounts hacked in the last month, two months or so. Oh. And then um, what does he gain from Because he hardly did anything to the account. He just changed the name, the um, address. Oh, no. Yeah, so, like, I don't know why he did it in the first place, but I want to know, I want to ask him why he did it in the first place. Yeah. Why did he do it? Good question. That, I mean, yeah. I've said this before, we will find him and kill him. Well, what, um, <laughs> like, I mean, that's what we do here, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, our, that's our side hustle. Yeah, it's just a well, front. It's a front yeah. for the, uh, <laughs> for massive for the Charlie's Angels like, style revenge. Vigilante. <laughs> yeah. We're secretly vigilantes. How many followers? Tonight we've learned what to do and what not to do when you put a hit on somebody, well, and this is why <laughs> we do That's true, actually. I, I have a question. How many followers does this account have? My account, oh, sorry, that my he account has 300. Uh, okay. 400. And then when he changed all the, like, email and everything, did he start, like, advertising stuff to your followers? He just did locked you out and didn't do anything? No. He was just, bit, just doing it to be a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's even worse, like, literally, if someone had taken, like, literally got into all my accounts, taken all my money, I'd yeah. be gutted. But if they just did it and just went... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, that would annoy me more. I know, I know. No, we will kill him, yes! <laughs> what a waste of talent, too, like... Yeah. But, like, so what was the profile picture? I'm interested. Was he fit? I didn't see him, and I didn't know who he was. Okay. Because, um, um basically, uh, the guy that he hacked, he, already, he had the guy that right. So it was already like a front for another front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. oh no, I'm liking him now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mercurial, Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a minute. No, I think that was me. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was the original hacker. <laughs> I found, so I found on my, on my Instagram account that the guy who, yeah, so he, I saw the account that he was, he, he added it to my account. And I didn't know if it was, it was, it was, it was name Taylor or something, I'm not sure. <laughs> or ta- or ta- Did his name was Taylor? <laughs> was it? Uh-oh. <laughs> I need the restroom. I don't know what I don't remember now, but it was a long time ago now, so I don't remember everything, but you know. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't normally solve things here, but I mean, it was, it was Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> we solved it. Yeah. We've got a drink. Do you? I, I, th- I seem to remember you don't drink, don't but do you want to be very popular with one of your friends? Yeah. Or I, I believe last time you were going to give it to her dad, and we. Is your dad hot? I don't know. Anyway, there you go. Let's give a round of applause, Jenny! Thanks, Jenny. Well, I mean. <laughs> I'm gonna, literally, I mean, I know you guys are going to have like a break, maybe a drink, a wee or a poo, but I'm going to find this guy and kill him. So I've got a busy, uh, a busy break, but please stick around. You've got like half an hour to have a drink and a wee and a poo. And then we're coming back. <laughs> I mean, you must have a wee and poo. I will be checking. Um, and then we, we're have, be... we have just enough time to ask oh! Abigail what the hell she's up to, Hannah George. Abigail, what's the name of the private school you want to promote? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Tell us everything. I was 
Thank scholarship you. child. I just like to point that out. <laughs> oh. Thank, you. Thank you. I was not there voluntarily. I was sent. Um, no. <laughs> I don't have. What, what do you want? To, actually, there is a there is a link. I can do a link. Yes, please. The protagonist of my book, which will soon be available. <laughs> So also uh, went to boarding school on scholarship. Um, I don't know where I get my ideas from. Um, anyway, yes, no, I've, um, I've got a book out, uh, but it, w- it will be out Mother's Day next year. So hopefully people will be listening to this in the future. And, yeah, yeah. So, and it's yeah. called Mother's Day, and it is a thriller, a very dark thriller. You know the way I started this by going like, I'm going to tell a light story. <laughs> That's kind of, yeah, the book's quite dark, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's about a woman who finds her biological mother. She was abandoned as a baby, and she finds her biological mother. Oh, wow. And then the biological mother turns out to be, oh, is she everything you've ever dreamt of? Or is she? Oh. Yes. So you have a podcast as well, the Female Pilots Club. Oh, yeah, uh, we do a podcast called the Female Pilot Club, uh, which has uh, sitcoms written by women, and we interview the writers, and you hear lots of clips from the shows with top comedy talent on board. So yeah, Yay. it's fun. Brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, have Thank that you. real poo. Give it up for Thank you guys. We'll be back shortly. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.